Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with Oklahoma State University track and field athlete, Tori Ortiz. Tori, we appreciate the time this evening. Hello, I am so blessed and thankful to be here. So thank you for, like I said, selecting me to be on your podcast. Now, to start this episode, you know, I would like to kind of learn about what you've been doing uh, this current off season, and, you know, what have you been also doing to prepare you for the upcoming indoor track season? Um, well, during off season, I've been really working heavily with NIL stuff right now. So that's been one of my main focuses, but also training. We are on week eight right now. So they're 20 hour weeks, I think start next week or the week after, but I'm really excited finally kind of getting into our harder practices and just everything else. But it's been easy, honestly, managing school, NIL track and just being on the right track. Now that you're on the week eight, I was going to ask you, do you have a go-to workout or routine that you have found successful to kind of get through uh, this part of the off season? All the workouts are, they help every single one. I mean, each one is different. Um, how our weeks are set up is Monday is kind of like a technique day or like 200s for tempo. Tuesday is typically our harder workout. Wednesday is more, um, voluntary or just a lift and stuff like that thursday thursday we have stadiums i love stadiums so i used to hate them last year but i've found a way to love things i hate so we have that and then friday is another technique day and saturday is another hard day so i honestly when it comes to a favorite workout though i really don't have one i feel like everything's great honestly i just know like i look at everything with the opportunity to get better when you're transitioning from the high school level to the college level, did you have a little bit of a moment of reality or kind of a moment like, wow, I'm at the college level when you're doing a lot of these off-season workouts? Like, was it really hard for you when you, once you started? I think the thing, honestly, that was more hard for me was I had a coaching change. So I committed to Illinois State. And the guy who recruited me left. So my coach that I pretty much signed with left before I even got there. And I think that was probably what made the transition harder because like I stuck to one coach's workouts for the whole summer. I did all that. And the next thing I know, we have this new coach who has a completely different coaching style, completely, you know, everything's different. So I feel like the coaching change was probably more hard than the workouts. I have always trained really hard and I'm always like been very adaptive to different training because I used to play softball for a majority of my life. I played softball for like 14 years and I quit my sophomore year of high school to focus on track. So obviously going from softball workouts to track workouts, like I always had was doing both of them in some way. I trained at this speed training class called get fast, which helped a lot and really focused on all different areas. But, um, practices wasn't difficult. It was more the coaching change that I was like, okay, this is different. Absolutely. Now, you said, just like you mentioned, you were in softball for 14 years and 
you decided to to move on and really focus and put all your attention to to track and field did you make that a priority knowing that you wanted to take your skill set as a track athlete to the college level yes that's why i quit softball actually was because i needed to pick what i wanted to do in college and i knew i wasn't going to be able to do both and be at as high of a level as i wanted to be so i dropped softball i just became very unhappy with softball i had not the best coaching for a few years in a row. And then I obviously track was just a new environment. It was really fun, um, very positive learning environment. So it was easy to, which made me decide like, okay, I really want to do this in college. So, so you would definitely say <laughs> that, that that positive environment, that positive coaching was really a big factor of you, you know, taking that next step. Oh, 100%. My high school coach, his name's Justin Allison, but we called him Ja. I mean, the man is one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life. He helped me just really fall in love with track. I've always loved track, but he really made me love track. And he made me believe in myself. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I lacked. And he's definitely helped with that. Yeah, for sure. Now, you broke seven high school records when you were an athlete in Illinois, talk a little bit about that, you know, breaking some of those records and then, you know, how much confidence did that give you that you could, you know, carry that over at the college level? It gave me towards the end, it gave me a lot of confidence, but then the confidence kind of went back down, but we'll get into that. So I actually tore my hamstring junior year. Um, so sophomore year, I decided I quit softball. I was like, okay, I want to focus on track. Obviously I'm still a sophomore in high school. So I have time junior year came around I had a really good indoor season was going into the outdoor season very well and one of the first meets I ended up partially tearing my right hamstring so my season was done my first meet that I came back was sectionals um, so how it worked for us in Illinois was you had your regular season then you had conference sectionals was what you had to get to state and then obviously like all the rules for placings and just times that you run qualify from sectionals to go to state and so I ran all the relays at sectionals and we ended up getting to state for a majority of them, but my times were not good. I was kind of just there. I wasn't the same Tory that I was obviously before the injury, but I think one of the main things athletes have to understand that injuries are just as mental as they are physical. So yeah. And then senior year, I worked really hard because I knew junior year is your biggest recruiting year. So I knew now going into college, it was going to be difficult to want to get a full ride scholarship to a division one university. Cause that was my main goal since fifth grade. We had like these little stars that we had to write our dreams about like on. And I wrote that I wanted to get a division one scholarship for a sport. So I worked really hard. I trained, like I said, at my speed training class called get fast. And I came back senior year and I had four by two record, the four by one record, the outdoor hundred record, 400 record, indoor 400 record, 300, 200. Yeah, there was, there was a lot that went down. So it was so much fun with the outdoor four by two record too. So then they mm -hmm. have me like on a wall mural at Batavia. So that really, obviously just how hard I worked. And I remember Obviously, I committed to Illinois State. So I walked on to Illinois State. I signed on the national like signing day and stuff like that and signed my paper, my letter of intent and walked on to Illinois State's team. And I remember I was really running my senior year to try and get money and try and do everything I can. But 
I remember I was talking to the coach. I was like, Hey, this is the times I ran. This is what my season was. What are we thinking about scholarship now? And he told me that he'll get back to me after nationals. Well, got a call back after nationals. And it wasn't about my scholarship. It was that he was leaving and then that the coach didn't want to give me any money anymore. So that was definitely a confidence killer, but you know what? It honestly motivated me to, when I got there, I knew I was going to work twice as hard just to get a scholarship. Mm -hmm. You know, Sam and I are pretty happy that you were able to kind of open up about that and provide that story like very openly. You know, I do have a question that kind of relates to both in season and off season. Do you have, especially as a sprinter, someone, you know, as an athlete that's trying to really maintain peak performance, maintain top speed, do you have a specific, you know, regimen when it comes to calorie intake, nutritional um, that you've been able to implement? And then also, if you do have a regimen, was that tough to, to implement? transitioning from high school to college? No, I feel like I always keep a pretty steady diet. I never, I mean, I always watched what I eat. I just tried to make sure, but honestly, like just being very honest, I didn't really start getting into nutrition until last year. I took nutrition class and I realized how malnourished I was just being like an athlete and all like the essential vitamins and nutrients that I really wasn't getting. So after taking that class, I really learned, okay, how much I need and what I need to do. But I struggled really bad. It didn't matter what I ate, if I diet, anything. I was on um, birth control for a really long time and it messed my body up. So I was always carrying a lot of unnecessary weight just from hormones that I couldn't get rid of. And so once I like got off that, I was able to really implement like my calorie intake and stuff like that, even though I still don't necessarily count my calories, but I am very cautious about what I eat. And I really look at the fat percentage. That's the only thing I look at. I look at how much fat is in it and really go from there. But I know at the end of the day, I probably need a lot more calories than I'm eating just because of how hard we work and how much we are working out. But I realized like that wouldn't have worked just being like when I was on, you know, birth control and just dealing with like female problems that happened. You know, I always felt very heavy when I was running and no matter what I did to try and lose weight, I could not, I was the heaviest I was last year for a really long time and it sucked, but I'm a lot better now. So we're good. Well, that's great. And appreciate you kind of going a little bit more um, in depth about that. Now, at the very start of this interview, you you mentioned a lot of your off season, you've been kind of putting some work in with the NIL space, working with that. You had the opportunity to actually attend the NIL summit this summer. You know, tell us about what that was about and what you thought you learned the most uh, attending that event. It was so much fun. I know when you get these opportunities to do things like that, I remember I looked kind of twice and I was like, do I really want to go? I'm scared. I was like, you know what? This next year for me is all about taking opportunities. So I made sure I was like, yep, sign me up. I'm really big into NIL. I think just meeting everybody was so cool. Just seeing all the athletes from literally all over the country come together who all, we're all like-minded. We all had the same goal. We all want to do big things with NIL. We all care about our sport. And so it was really fun. When we first got there, um, the first night, we got to get all dressed up and had like a red carpet event and all got to socialize with each other. Then we had the summit for the next two days, which was really fun. And I got to learn a lot. I think the thing that excited me the most was the WWE. And it's just so funny because of everything there, like 
just um the WWE and the whole hype video I was like oh I could do this I could really do this if I wanted to just the personality that you need was that but what I learned the most was man I learned so much I don't even know I can just pick one thing it's really I think it's just more getting into like the dynamics and the statistics of media and stuff like that and kind of how to navigate things and to draw companies' attentions. And I think that that's something that I took and have been now using for future and current. Absolutely. Now, to kind of continue to dive into that space, you are an athlete for Soul Runner, which is an athletic clothing brand um, founded by Tyree Kill. You know, how did you get that opportunity to be part of, you know, Tyree's brand? Ty messaged me on Instagram and he had asked me if I had any NIL deals and I had said, yeah. And I kind of laid out what companies I had worked for. And he told me about um, Soul Runner and stuff like that. So I hopped on a Zoom call with him and his team. And he, you know, pretty much told me that he wanted me to be his first athlete. And it's been a blessing. I literally love being a part of the team. It's come with a lot and it's just, it's so much fun. Right. Now I believe you had there's like a, on your social media, there's a snippet of you. You're talking to Tyree Kill. He was asking you questions about, you know, your time so far um, as a track athlete. You know, have you had any conversations with Tyree Kill? You know, he was a former college track star before he put all of his attention into football. Did he kind of have conversations about well, some advice, you know, what you should do to kind of continue to pursue your craft and be successful? Tyreek is probably one of the hardest workers I know. And I just think like that he doesn't even have to say it. It's just the way he operates and the way he moves um, is something that you can feed off of. And I mean, obviously like he ran track and played football at Oklahoma state. So it's been cool just to see like his transition, just to how big he is now. And I think that itself too is an inspiration, like how hard you work and pretty much that you can go anywhere you want, but for me with Tyreek, like it's really just, he's one very easy to talk to and he's fun to be around, but it's also just like, sometimes you learn more from people too by watching than you do by always talking to them because actions always speak for me louder than words. And so just watching how hard he works, it's like I said, like you just want to feed off of it and it helps inspire people. Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. Yeah, so um, so you started out your career at Illinois State, and you grew up in uh, Illinois. What was the tr transition like uh, going from Illinois State to the great state of Oklahoma and Stillwater for the uh, Oklahoma State Cowgirls? It was interesting because when I came here, I didn't even see the campus. The team did not even know I was coming because I transferred in during COVID. So my campus tour was a YouTube video. It was, it was a YouTube video and I didn't get to meet the coaches. I didn't even know what my coach looked like. I didn't know really what anybody on the team looked like. Like, I didn't know who was still going to be here, who wasn't. I didn't even know who was in my sprint group. Like I knew 
nothing. I mean, even my academic advisors, everything was through the phone, like even nothing was through Zoom. So I literally knew nothing. I came in here blindsided, but it was nerve wracking because I'm an only child. So I was at home for 20 years of my life, never been away, still in the same state, everything just, you know, it was, and my cat and I packed up her stuff and drove 11 hours from Illinois to Oklahoma. And here I am. Nice. Um, so you went from the uh, Missouri Valley Conference to the Big 12 Conference. What was that transition like? And uh, was there much of a difference like uh, competition-wise? The time my first year, I will always remember this. I missed conference finals by one spot, eight go, and I was ninth. And I had ran my lifetime best. I ran the fastest I'd ever ran. That time that year that I ran that missed conference by one spot in Big 12s would have won Missouri Valley. So that just goes to show the competition. That was hard for me. I was like, okay, time to wake up. But honestly, it made me want to work harder. So I'm blessed for it. Yeah. So uh, last season, you got to compete in the Drake relays, in the 4x4 and sprint medley relay, Mm -hmm. which uh, the Drake relays is kind of like up there with the pen relays with historical track meets. Drake used to host the NCAA Nationals for many years. Uh, What was it like competing at Drake? And then uh, what leg were you in in the uh, sprint medley relay? I was first leg in the sprint medley. So I started off, I ran the 200. Um, it was fun, except it was cold. It was so cold. And I know being from Illinois, I should probably be used to the cold and the rain. No, not at all. I've been in Oklahoma now for this, my third year. So I gotten used to the warm weather here. It was fun though. I mean, Drake is beautiful. The track is beautiful. I like how it's like an actual stadium for track. So that was something that was fun. And then stepping out, you know, during the big meet and having everyone cheer for you was exciting. Did they play any uh, Drake music on the in at the Drake relays? I'm not gonna lie, I don't hear anything. I mean, there are people that tell me, "Did you hear me screaming for you?" When I'm running and when I'm in the zone, it's just block out the noise for me. It's literally just tunnel vision. Yeah. So uh, during the track season, as a sprinter, uh, I ran cross country, so we kind of focused on the. Uh, the type one muscles, which is the slow twitch muscles, but uh, as a sprinter, it's the uh, type two muscles, the uh, fast switch muscles that you have to focus on. Talk about a uh, typical training week for a sprinter on the track and like in the weight room. Weight room, we do a lot of power cleans and um, squats. We've just been started doing squats recently. Uh, Mondays is pretty much our heavy power clean day. Wednesdays are heavy on arms and then Friday is heavy on legs. So we do backward sled pulls, squats, single leg squats, literally all the type of power cleans <clears throat> that you can think of. Pull-ups, push-ups, and then a bunch of hamstring stuff too. Cause honestly, like that's the one thing being a sprinter, you have to keep your hamstrings intact. And then training, like I said, Monday's pretty much kind of like our like acceleration day, technique day, Tuesdays are a hard rep day. So whatever that consists of, it literally varies from week to week. Right now we're in our like longer. So we're running longer distances, like 600. It's more endurance stuff. But once we get into season, it's going to be more shorter, faster things. Wednesday are typically weights or sometimes speed days when we get in season. Thursday is stadiums. I don't really remember what Thursdays are. I think Thursday is another like acceleration day when we stop, like when we get out of transitioning from doing stadiums and stuff like that Fridays is 
weights, acceleration, maybe a hard rep. And then Saturdays too is either hard practice, hard rep, and that's it. But yeah, we practice Monday through Saturday and then lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What's your favorite lift to do? And, uh, and what, what, what's the, the most you've, uh, you've ever uh, lifted in with your favorite, uh, lift? Honestly, I like push jerk and push press. Yeah. I know. I know it's so weird, but like, I just gotten really strong with those. So like when I'm doing, I'm like, okay, just to see the difference. Um, aside from that too, I really like squat. I squatted, we haven't squat max here this year yet, but I squatted two deep squats. I mean, full like range of motion yeah. all the way 90 degrees. I mean, butt to grass is what we call it. Um, yeah type squat I at Illinois State was the last time I really like squat max where we were squatting consistently you know building up to max and it was 265 or 275 wow for a deep squat so I was pretty proud of that it's pretty good it's really good I think that's that's more than my uh, squat max <laughs> thank you there are many mid-distance slash sprinters that don't like running the 800 you run the 600 and indoor uh do you enjoy running the 600 and uh, what is your race strategy when doing the 600? I hated the 600 for a really long time, but I, like I said, I learned to love the things that I hate and I learned to try and get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so now I really like it. <laughs> um, I race strategy. That's my problem as a runner. This is my weakness. I go into a race with a strategy. I start running and lose everything. I just run. That's, that's honestly my strategy. I just run and fight it. Honestly, the last part of the race for every race becomes mental. When you get tired, it's mental and it's your form. So I just do whatever I can to carry me to that. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, whenever I run cross country race, I try to come up with the race strategy and then I just throw it out the door. Like when the uh, gun goes off, sometimes it works out for me. Sometimes it doesn't, but that's just how it goes. Yeah. So uh, you're going into uh, the upcoming season. Um, the first meet would either be in December or it could be in, a, in a January. But uh, what are some goals you have uh, for yourself and uh, collectively for the uh, Oklahoma State Cowgirls? For the Cowgirls, um, I think one of our biggest goals is to try and win conference. So that's going to be one of them. And then for myself, I, like I've said before, I've always set very high goals for myself. I'm always like, okay, I want to run 53 indoor, 52 indoor, and I want to split a 51 and I want to do this this year. All that's out the window. Obviously for me, that's still a goal, but I understand how frustrated and how mad at myself I get. So my two main goals with the, this year was just to stay mentally and physically healthy because I understand I can never run a 50.51 these times that I dream of and not even only dream of that I know I can hit if I'm not physically healthy or if I'm not mentally healthy. So those are the two biggest goals that I have is just to stay physically and mentally healthy. And I just know with hard work and patience and just trusting the timing, everything will fall into place. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so in your track career, uh, you got to uh, go to many different venues uh, all over the country. Um, what are your, some, some of your favorite uh, track venues in both indoor and outdoor? Indoor, I really like Texas Tech. Um, I love running on that track. I like Arkansas a lot too, but I trip on Arkansas's banks indoor, so I'm, we don't get along the best. Outdoor, um, Oregon, beautiful, obviously, and then Texas too. 
I got to work at uh, Hayward Field last summer. It's incredible. Like, that place just blows me away. And we had a former, we had a current uh, Oregon soccer player on, and I was talk, we were talking about that. And it's just a very cool venue to go to. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. What was your least favorite venue you competed in? I don't even think I have a least favorite. I really like everywhere that we go to run. Oh, I got one. Uh, U of I, University of Illinois. When I was at Illinois State, we went to that track. It was just, it wasn't the best. And I ran very slow. Indoor or outdoor? Indoor. Is it 200 flat? Yes. Yes. Those are the and worst. it was very hard. I can yeah. do, I mean, I can run on some like indoor 200 flat tracks, but I mean, their surface was like, you felt like you were running on concrete. Yeah. Good thing you haven't, you never gone to like Wichita States 200. That's like probably the worst one I've been to. I've been to, I ran on a couple of uh, flat 200s. Those are the worst. Mostly. And when I ran indoor in college, it was, uh, we, we went to uh, Pittsburgh state, Northwest Missouri state, which is in our conference. And they had 300 meter indoor tracks. I like those. those are like probably my personal favorite. I honestly like that over the bank in my opinion, but I, I've been on Texas Tech's indoor, and I thought that was a pretty good one. Oh, I love Texas Tech's indoor track. So, uh, so Tori, uh, we really appreciate you having you on the show. Um, what are some things that uh, you would like to promote social media-wise and NIL-wise? Like for the future? Yes. I don't even know what things that I want. I just want to make a difference. I think that's my biggest thing is I really want to make – a difference and I want to inspire people to be good. I mean, just, especially for me too, when it comes to NIL women, women are very just not as good when it comes to NIL and we don't have, I wouldn't say not as good. It's we're not as appreciated. We don't have as many deals. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, where, where can we find you online? So on my Instagram, it's at tortiz.29 my twitter is at tortiz with two z's 43 and then my tiktok is at tortiz 43 oh i got one more question for anybody out there who who's uh, pursuing a dream what advice would you give them bet on yourself that's the biggest thing i did i bet on myself this year and it's worked so far just bet on yourself trust yourself and trust the journey and everything will fall into place Absolutely. Great advice. Awesome. Well, like I said, thank you guys both so much. I really appreciate you for having me on your podcast. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.